I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding third with Manish Jain. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jain. Today's episode, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and Angel Stadium of Anaheim. That's a bit of a mouthful, so we're just going to go ahead and call it Angel Stadium for short. Uh, today's going to be a little bit of a different uh, uh, format uh, for the podcast. I'm going to actually play the interview that I did first and then come back and talk with you guys a little bit about my experience in L.A. The first thing that I will say is that it was a fascinating experiment, which I had no idea was going to happen. I did not plan for this at all. But going to a game in Oakland and then going to a game in Anaheim were two completely different experiences. I'm talking 180 degrees different, and uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But before I do, I want to play for you guys um, an interview that I did where I met four young gentlemen outside of Angel Stadium while tailgating, and I ended up joining them in the back of their pickup truck and having a nice conversation just about their experiences at Angel Stadium and a little bit about the fans in in um, Anaheim. And, you know, just, just take a listen to it, and then uh, I'll see you guys uh, at the end of this to give you some of my thoughts of Angel Stadium in Anaheim. So please enjoy. So I'm standing outside of Angel Stadium here in Anaheim, and uh, there's a bit of a tailgating going on, and it looks like I'm in what's being called the Bone Zone, which is going to be the new right field area, I assume, for the Angel Stadium. So uh, uh, let's just get all the names here real quick. Uh, you are? Aaron Cappy. Dino Boscovich. Pete Boscovich. Nick Boscovich. All right, so I'm assuming brothers and... Cousins. Oh, all cousins. All right, so we got a whole family of cousins here. All right. So you guys were saying you've been coming to games here for quite a long time. Uh, just very briefly, all four of you, just give me your first memories of ever coming to Angel Stadium here. It was amazing, man. It's just probably one of the most amazing things to see, a group of nine guys out there on the field. It's just nothing nothing like it, really. Do you remember anything specific about just the uh, first time that you were able to – I'm assuming you watch games on TV, yeah. but uh, – First time, I mean, it's just, it's just like – I think it's so much to take in. You're sitting there, it's just – you got actually nine guys in front of you. You got freaking 30,000 people next to you. It's just it's, – it's a lot to take in. It's, uh, it's exciting, though, when guys come across the plate, everyone jumps up. It's – I was just so little. I was just like, holy crap, this is this is something, man. It was, it was just a cool feeling to be a part of. I'd say my probably first experience here was uh, I got to witness uh, my favorite player here, Tim Salmon, hit a home run one day. And uh, I was walking by the rocks after the game, and uh, one of the – one of the workers here was actually nice enough to, to get the home run ball and actually uh, saw me walking by with my uh, dad as a little kid and handed me the ball and I got to actually get the home run ball from my favorite player actually. Wait, so you got your first game or on your first game you got a home run ball yeah, from Sam? my first few games here I got one of my home run balls from Sam and I didn't get to catch it but I mean the fact that the, the worker came over and actually just handed me the ball after it was awesome to see the mark on the ball and actually well, actually where it like landed everything so talking to the guy about it, it was pretty fun. It was you exciting. know what? I've been going to games for 25 years, never gotten a ball until about three weeks ago in Camden. I got my it, first ever exciting, ball. Right? It's one of the most exciting things in the <laughs> world. Exhilarating experiences in all of the game right there. So the fact just, that you were able to do that among the first times yeah, you were here, first, that's first there you go. The game, just there you go. You got the best experience right there. You can ask for nothing less. That is phenomenal. 
Yeah, probably one of my best memories just coming out to the ballpark and just seeing Darren Erstad play. Just one of the grittiest players I've ever seen. Plays hard. Just love the way he gets dirty. Doesn't give, doesn't care about anything. Just plays hard every day. Yeah, one of my memories is uh, I was out here and we had upper deck seats one game. It was one of my first years I used to come out to games and I saw Tim Salmon. He had a day off that day and he was outside the outside the stadium. He gave me and my dad seats three rows for the field. It was amazing. That's pretty impressive. All right. So what is the atmosphere like in this ballpark? You said you've gone to a couple of games here. When I need to, I need to hear. All right, that's all right. Let's hear it. It's, 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 a, it's a struggle, man. Like, uh, honestly, like sitting there with the fans, like, okay, there's no one there, first of all. So it's like they say there's 30,000 people there, and you look around, and there's like 10,000. It's, it's terrible. I mean, first of all, as a fan, you're just, you go to the game, and you're just like, come on, people. Like, we have this great team. Like, they're not doing well. Okay. But like support them, come out. Like if you show your support, things it, it gets the ball rolling. Get it just the team going it, a little bit. Yeah, get them they just don't like if you don't if you're playing and you don't feel like someone's caring about you. Like what's the point of playing? You feel like you're sitting there wasting your time, really. Right, yeah. and that's what it's that's what it feels like out here. Like the fans are just like uh, it's seventh, they're seventh there. Like let's yeah. let's just go see what's going on today. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Seventh inning rolls along, and all of a sudden it turns into the LA fans. There, people leave the game, exactly. just beat the traffic here there. Stay for the whole game. See what happens. Really? See, yeah. I was expecting yeah. that. I haven't. I'm going to the Dodgers game next week. I was expecting you'll, you'll that, and the Dodgers. But here, yeah, I kind of think see it. It's, it's the same thing. Here. LA fans are weird. It's like uh, I hate to say it. Like the, a lot of them, there's there's the true fans like that stick around yeah, yeah, all the time. Fans, but then there are the fans that only come when they're winning, and it's like you, it's really apparent. It's if you live in LA, you can totally tell. Yeah. So what about last season when you guys kind of you know obviously you came up a little bit short, but towards the end of the year, especially with you know little Trout there doing yeah. well for how was the crowds last year as far as oh. were you guys supporting it? They would they would go crazy for Trout, of course. I mean he's yeah he was yeah he was our we saw his, we saw his major league debut actually last year right here. Yeah, but it was like no one knew who the guy was, and we were we were just going nuts. Yeah, we were going crazy day one because we knew about him and knew he was going to be a good kid, good well good ball player one day, maybe not as as he is now, but hey, we knew he was going to be a respectable ball player, and we had a lot of people would come out and be excited when he came up to play and everything, of course, everyone would be into the game, but it seemed like eh, everyone kind of tailed off for the rest of the team a little bit. It was more like, ah, we know we're not going to win the game tonight, and it's kind of disappointment, but you, know, you got to show that excitement and encouragement, get the team up, and you know, they'll come along. No, I agree with you 100% there. Nothing bums me out more when a fan base doesn't support their team when they're down. I mean, I'm as you can see, I'm a Tigers fan, and back in 03, we lost 119 games. You know, that was, yeah, 119. Yeah, it was. we were a game away from beating the 1962 Mets record of the worst team in the history of Major League Baseball. I'm also a Lions fan, 0-16, baby. I'm a Lions fan as well, so I've I've experienced pain. I But you got, exactly, but you got to support. All right, so what I want to hear then, and we'll wrap this up, what I want to hear is... What do you guys think, I want to hear from all of you, what do you think makes your team and also your stadium different from all the other parks? If, if you've been to other parks, that's great. If not, even just though, what do you think is about the energy and the feel about what this park represents about your city? Southern California baseball, man. Just like watching the Angels play, that's the feeling you get. It's the style they play. And I mean, these guys being baseball players, they have to know, like just watching these guys that they do this, this is it's just part of Southern California. Like. If you live in Southern California, you grew up playing baseball. It's like you've seen your friends grow up playing baseball. It's just, I feel like it's just a part of our culture in a way. Uh, I mean, it's weird to say, but without baseball, I feel like a lot of us might be, uh, we might, it's just like kind of an escape, like, oh, let's go watch a game, just like, just to get away for a minute. It's, I don't know. And I don't know, when you come here, a lot, it's, a lot of us, it's what we're doing. We're here to watch a game, just enjoy the time that we're here pretty much. So That's a nice sentiment. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, really, when you come to this field, so I, I was lucky enough to be here during the 0-2 playoffs. So when we had that huge run and actually won the World Series that year, and the excitement here was really, it was unreal. It really was. A lot of everyone just going crazy for absolutely anything. Guy throw a strike and the fans would go nuts. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. So like you said, Southern California baseball, it's something different out here. Everyone's a little more excitement for the game. Everyone's got a little more love for the game. And it's, I feel like a fan should come out more and really support it out here more because it really is, it's a beautiful game out here. And this field is something else. It really is. It's a beautiful, beautiful place to play at, beautiful place to sit and watch a game. And uh, like I said, I've been, been to quite a few ball fields and there's nothing like, nothing like Angel Stadium. There really isn't. Angel Stadium is one of the most exciting games, definitely. Exciting places to watch a baseball game, no doubt. Just as a player myself, just coming out here and seeing everyone play hard, you just want to like model yourself after it. Like you want to play hard like these guys, and you know, you never know, you might get a shot to come out here and play yourself. It's, it's just great. The atmosphere is great, especially when you're going on a play, when you have a playoff run going, you know. But yeah, I'm just gonna go with the atmosphere and the fan base, like kind of how Dino said over here, taking it back to 02. I mean, we didn't really have a shot at the division with Oakland winning 100-something games. That was the fan base. We came out, we rallied for the wild card, and we still came out to win the World Series. Every player played hard, had great coaching that year. All of our coaches are managing some other teams now. I mean, the fan base, the players, the coaches, all the support, it's just great out here in Anaheim. I like to hear that, and I want to wrap up by saying this, basically. I hope that we can all agree that last year's little debate, and I think we know what we're talking about right now, the little debate, I respect the hell out of your player. I think he is a wonderful player. But let's just make sure that we know the MVP was in the right hands. Oh, no. MVP was definitely in the right hands. I will admit that. Triple crown winner deserves the MVP. Triple crown winner is definitely the MVP. hat to that guy. I want everybody to listen to that. I'm sitting. I'll take my rookie of the year, though. I will say that. I'm sitting in the back of a pickup truck with four Angels fans, and they're agreeing that the MVP was in the right place. Like I said, Trout is exciting, and he's fun to watch. Miguel won that one. Miguel Trout played the first month. If he played the first month, we'd have a new story. I agree. I actually agree with you on that one. If he had one more month there I actually agree with you but he didn't so you know Miguel yep. tip your hat to him <laughs> you greatest the game right now. <laughs> all right gentlemen thank you so much for joining me yeah, today and we're back now before I move on I want to quickly uh, thank the four uh, lovely young gentlemen there for inviting me into the back of their pickup truck and allowing me to join their tailgate for uh a brief time before the game. Now, the reason why I wanted to play that interview at the beginning of the podcast, as opposed to at the end, which is the way I normally do this, is that I wanted to give some context into what I'm about to say about this stadium. As I mentioned uh, at the top there, this was a completely different experience than I had had in Oakland. Uh, for those of you who, who may not have heard my Oakland podcast, it was by far the the weakest, um, architecturally speaking, stadium that I've been to, but the fans more than made up for it. It was an incredible experience, and I really do recommend you go back and, and check out that episode just because you'd be surprised at how much fun a city like Oakland was, or at least I was surprised, I'll say. So when it was time for me to head back down south and check out Anaheim Stadium, I'll admit, you know, I had my expectations raised by the great fans in Oakland. You know, being a, a lifelong Midwest slash East Coast guy, you hear all of the, the negative stereotypes about California fans. I don't know if it's because my expectations are raised. I don't know 
if it's because of some sort of innate East Coast bias I may or may not possess, which I'm pretty sure I don't, but, you know, I can't really be the judge of that. It's probably for other people to decide. If you if you read my post at runningthird.net, I included something at the end which I will I will describe to you thusly. So this was a game between the Oakland Athletics and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Sorry, God, I keep forgetting to tag that of Anaheim on there. It's a long name, guys. Work on trying to change that. It was the ninth inning. Okay, you are playing your division rivals, the Angels and the A's, division rivals, ninth inning. It was four to nothing when the ninth inning b- began. Not very much applause happening. Okay, that's that's fine. I understand. All of a sudden, the A's put a run on the board. It's now four to one. Okay, there's a little bit of stirring, but still not very much noise. One out, two out. It is now two outs. Top of the ninth inning. Your closer is on the mound. It is a save situation against your division rivals and the team at the top of the standings. I know, Angels, you've had a rough year. But right now, in this moment, in this game, you're having a good day. This is a game that saw Mike Trout hit a home run. That saw Albert Pujols hit a home run. The Angels ace, Jared Weaver, had just thrown a magnificent game. This was perfect. It was a perfect night for baseball. It was gorgeous weather. And in the ninth inning, with two outs, you know what? In the last episode, I talked about how Oakland was the first stadium that I'd been to where the fans organically began to chant on their own and began to make noise without being prompted by the scoreboard. But no matter what stadium I've ever been to in my entire life, when your team is up, and it's the ninth inning, and there are two outs, everybody gets on their feet without being prompted. You just do it. It's, it's, a, it's as a part of the game as hot dogs, beer, Cracker Jacks, whatever you want to say, you stand on your feet when there's two outs in the ninth inning and your team's about to win the game. I looked around, ninth inning, two outs, Closer on the mound, up four to one. This is what I heard. That is real audio that I recorded myself sitting along the third base line at Angel Stadium of Anaheim. Ladies and gentlemen, that is literally the sound of crickets. Literally. Those are crickets you're hearing. I heard crickets. Ninth inning. Two outs. Safe situation. Against your division rival. First place team. Crickets. Ninth inning. Two outs. I wish to God I was making this up. I'm telling you, I wish I was making this up. I am not. (laughs) That was an actual recording that I made of the ninth inning with two outs. And I was sitting there, and I thought no one's ever going to believe me. And I quickly, you know, brought out my recorder and and just hit record. I didn't have it close to the field. It was it was sitting in my lap. The recorder was sitting in my lap, recording that audio. I'm telling you, Angels fans, 
I don't want to say this about you guys, but this was embarrassing. You guys have a beautiful stadium. You have superstars in your team. Absolutely, you should be disappointed with your team. They have been struggling, and I and I get that, and I empathize with that, and that that's a terrible thing to go through when you just can't seem to put it together. But if you're going to buy a ticket, and you're going to show up, and you're going to sit in those seats, it is your only job to get on your feet and cheer for your team when they need you. After I had done my initial interview with those four gentlemen at the top of the podcast, we continued our conversation and they told me the story about a time when they supported their team when when they were down. And I had them uh, tell me the story again once I turned on my recorder. And I wanted to just include that for you guys right here. Uh, It's about a minute and a half, two minutes long. It's not too long. But um, I just wanted you guys to listen to what fans are supposed to do when they're when their teams are struggling when their favorite players are struggling when someone's going through a little bit of a slump you don't abandon them you don't give up you do absolutely anything you can to try to get them back on that horse so just listen to this quick story from uh, uh, these gentlemen and we'll be right back All right, I'm back with the boys here from the tailgating, and apparently there's a story that we missed, so we're going to have to hear a little bit about how they may have ruined Hamilton's life. Let me hear this. Let me hear it. All right, so uh, basically uh, we, we have a few Josh Hamilton fans, even when he was in Texas, so like a few of us have been following him all his career, basically. Uh, we knew that when he was in Texas, he was, he was a great hitter, always consistently just mashing the ball. He was dipping then. You don't know what dipping is, tobacco, spitting, there it is. So one game we're here and we're frustrated that he's not hitting the ball because we know how good he actually is and what he can actually do. So these young fellows who are dippers themselves decide, hey, let's go try to maybe get him get him going somehow, you know? <laughs> Just maybe get throw an idea at him that maybe it will break him loose, set him loose, you know? So they go down to the right field wall, right on the wall while he's running into the outfield. They're holding the can up, just yelling, hey, Hamilton, trying to get his attention. Like, he's looking over. You can tell he's looking in the vicinity. But the thing is, you know, he may be like, ah, I don't want to do that, you know. But so a week later, I kid you not, we hear this reported in the news, Hamilton is dipping again. Now, I mean, I'm not, like, jumping out on – I'm not taking this full credit, but, I mean, come on. We're at the game showing him cans, and all of a sudden he starts dipping. Like, we may have to take 50% credit for this. I have, yeah, all next right. Game, two homers. Next, next game, two home runs. That's all I gotta say. He's loose again. All right, you know what? I will give you guys credit, and yeah. that's fine. So we'll get a little mouth cancer, but we'll hit a couple home runs. Yeah, yeah. Get the home runs along the way. It's all worth it. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So there you have it, a rather unique way that these uh, specific fans tried to get their favorite player off the schneid. Now, I'm not sure I entirely agree with the uh, method of which they tried to get him going, but you know what? Like I said, anything you can do to try and get your favorite player or your favorite team out of a slump, you got to try everything. That is the job of the baseball fan. With one more game to go in Southern California, I'm not ready 
to write off the entire city or entire area as fans who are rather blasé about the sport. I just, I don't want to do that quite yet. You know, we'll see how my, my trip to Dodger Stadium goes and we'll see if maybe they can redeem themselves because I refuse to buy into the gimmick. I refuse to buy into the stereotype, the hype, the the hacky premise of LA fans are above it all and don't care about anything. I just, I, I don't believe that. I, I, I will give... Angels fans, just uh, the the tiniest benefit of the doubt that this is just a rough time for them, that the expectations were so high for this team, and they underperformed so badly. <laughs> I mean, they. I, so I, I, like I said, I get it. I've lived through bad teams, and I know how frustrating it is, but I don't know. The stadium is beautiful. They they've built you guys a really great park. Um now I just wish you could fill it with people that cared. And listen, and if you're out there and you're an Angels fan and and I got this wrong or you know, if you've been able to make it through this entire thing without screaming at at your computer or whatever it is that you're listening to this on and telling me that that I'm an a-hole or that I just don't know what I'm talking about, please, you know, shoot me an email. Let me know. Give me an email at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what I got wrong. Tell me maybe I came on the wrong day, which it was a Friday night, ace on the mound, fireworks. I, I can't imagine any other night being better. They they won the game. You had home runs. You had great pitching. You had great defense. So please tell me. Tell me that I that I just showed up at the wrong time, and and I will I will do my best to listen to you, to believe you, and you know what? I'll, I will even put up a retraction if I have to. But you heard it. I I'm telling you, you heard the crickets, and and I'm telling you that was ninth inning, two outs. I just I that I think says it all. I don't know if there's anything more that I need to even say. Next up is going to be the Dodgers, and like I said, I'm I'm holding out hope that, you know, I, I have a better fan experience. Um, I mean, look real quick. The game here in Anaheim was was fantastic. It was I had a wonderful time at the stadium. It was just, like I said, the and maybe it was because I was comparing it with the the experience that I had in in Oakland, and maybe that's just not fair of me to do because they were so just into every pitch of that game that this was just a bizarro land version of, of a California baseball game. But so hopefully the Dodgers will be able to, to uh, show me a little bit of a better time. Oh, but you know what? (laughs) All right. Apparently my brain is just not working right now. The Dodgers aren't actually my next game. It's the Seattle Mariners. Sorry. I get so, California centric that I completely forgot that I'm entering the part of my schedule that I have been fearful of since I initially came up with this entire tour. I was able to pretty successfully schedule myself so that I did not backtrack very often or sit in one city for too long, but there was just no way to get around the LA, Seattle, LA stretch. The Angels and the Dodgers rarely if ever play at the same time, and Seattle is the only team up there in the Pacific Northwest, so... I'm entering the part of my schedule where I catch a game in LA, drive 17 hours up to Seattle, turn back around and drive 17 hours back to LA, and then drive 30 hours to Minnesota. That's about 4,000 miles in 10 days. (laughs) 
So yeah, this this is uh this is the crazy time. So in between the Angels and the Dodgers, I gotta go check out a Mariners game, which I am incredibly excited for actually. Safeco is one of the most beautiful parks, and it's one of those that I have anticipated going to for for years. So Dodgers, you're gonna have to wait a little bit to redeem yourself or at least redeem the Southern California fan base. In between, I get a little Pacific Northwest baseball action. But for now, I'm going to have to go ahead and wrap up another episode. As always, I want to thank Blake White for his ridiculous work on my intro and outro. I'm forever grateful for you uh, for you creating those for me. Icarus Ronan for teaching me how to create, build, and update a website. If any of you out there actually like my website at all, it is 100% thanks to Icarus Ronan. Krishna Jain, same thing can be said about my photos. If any of you like any of my photos at all, it's 100% thanks to my brilliant photo editor, Krishna Jain. And all of you, thanks. You know, I, I've I've forced you to listen to me kind of complain for, for about 20 minutes, so I apologize for that. I, I hope the next one will see me in, in a little bit better spirits. If you got anything to say to me, you can go ahead and email me at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at roundingthirdmj. Or if you don't want to do any of that, just keep listening. It's really all I ask. I really appreciate every single one of you who take the time to listen to this uh, as often as I can get them updated. So join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. Third with Manish Jane.